Thanks for listening to the show. Join us online at playvolutionhq.com and learn how to support the show at explorationsearlylearning.com slash support. Welcome to Renegade Rules. Kick back, settle in, and let us fill your ear holes with early learning information, wisdom, and advice. And now, here's Heather and Jeff. Me, 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 me. Welcome to Renegade Rules. Jeff Johnson here with Heather Shoemaker. Heather, you watched a movie recently and we're going to talk about it? Well, not quite. You see, sometimes when we get a movie, it just takes too long to watch it all at once. <laughs> so I've only watched half of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you kind of watch one hour and then you go to bed and then you wait till you have enough energy to watch the second hour. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> when you got kids and jobs and things, you know, there's not always time to fit a movie into one day. <laughs> so we're going to talk about the first half of a movie. Yeah, the, well, yes, <laughs> we can talk about the whole thing. I've seen it before. <laughs> but um, I was watching uh, with my family the 2001 The Space Odyssey. So you can think of all that dramatic music in your head. Um, but what was interesting to me and uh, is that there's all these, I mean, it, it was, it was uh, done in 1968. That's, that's a while ago now. That's before both um, of us. Yeah, it is. And um, I was thinking too that the school that, that I base a lot of my It's Okay Not to Share philosophy on was started in 1969. So it's all kind of that era. And what has endured and what hasn't? You know, what have we guessed correctly about this grand future world? I mean, we are a little bit past 2001 now. It's still a little <laughs> bit behind the technology. It. Yeah, explain it to my um, youngest. And he said, what do you, it's about the future, but this date is so long ago before I was born. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was it was interesting what they got right because some of these uh, uh, scenes from the movie have them holding tablets that look just like a modern, you know, eye eye tablet of some sort. You know, they they that's how they read their newspaper. That's how they see their. It's like, oh yeah, they got that right. <laughs> the what was it? The, they were at the at the Hilton. Was that wasn't there like a space Hilton? Oh yeah. Well, they're in some space station that has hotels, and, and they're very much branded. They're branding all the hotels and all the, like, uh, Ma Bell telephone and all these things. And they have, um, oh, oh, the, the uh, Pan American is the air flight that takes yeah. them to the moon. <laughs> Thinking, well, <laughs> they're out of business. <laughs> they're out of business. <laughs> Didn't get that right. <laughs> um but yeah, there were there were a lot of things in the technology world, of course, it's science fiction that that are kind of coming to pass, or they're getting right. Some sort of they have a video call with the with the <laughs> child. It's like, wow, yeah, we can do that now. Yeah, and, and um, I mean, but, so much so much that they didn't get right, they're still working on. I mean, there are companies out there actively working on the future version of the space hotel. I mean. So yeah, yeah. We could go stay at the Space Hotel. We could have an early childhood conference at the Space Hotel sometime. I, I can't wait for that. That'll be great. But what I'm looking for is the technology that we can show up and speak via hologram. Ooh, now that would be cool. Then you don't Especially have to... if you could kind of flicker like 
Princess oh, yeah, Leia. Princess Leia. Yeah, you got to have that. That'll be that'll be like uh, a a on, on the options menu, the theme option. You have the the Princess Leia or the Obi Wan. That'll be great. Um, yeah. But speaking of the princesses, what was interesting to me is that. Yeah, there was a lot of technology that they either kind of got right or didn't quite get right yet, that sort of thing. But with this this kind of movie that's trying to project into the future, what they totally miss is the future changes that might come from uh, roles between people, um, you, you, the gender roles. The, the women in this space hotel and the flights are the quintessential old-fashioned stewardess wearing pale pink or you know white little outfits and really dippy hats and doing that sweet little 1960s sort of subservience to all the men and heavy heavy how did they ever get that wrong heavy and the little outfits too wasn't it it's been probably eight years since i watched the movie but they were yeah yeah skimpy but it's just the um the emphasis on what they were trying i mean they probably with this movie they weren't trying to project future social roles between men and women and so Uh on they were focusing on they had a different theme for the movie in mind but what jumps out at you is oh my gosh they didn't get that right um it's just interesting because when we think about how humans continue to interact and and develop as societies through time those are some of the biggest changes, you know, not the gadgets that we have. Those have pretty big impacts here and there, but mm-hmm. it's everything else. That, and it's harder to predict which direction that's going to go. And and we're notoriously horrible at it. If you, I, I love, oh my gosh, it's been years ago, but I, I came across a stack of, of like uh, Popular Mechanic magazine from like the 40s and 50s or something. And, and it was just, it just off the wall. It's the same thing about how, how the predictions they were making in some, some articles about future technology and those kind of things and how, how off base they are. And, and yet I love the whole dreaminess of it. The whole, the whole create, taking the creative leap of, of imagining whatever version Mm -hmm. of the future you want to imagine. Yeah, imagining that future. And it makes me also think about, well, what has changed in our world, you know, since 68, 69, and what has totally stayed the same? And I think that's something when we're talking about early childhood, that we just need to keep that laser focus on. Some things about young children just don't change. It doesn't matter what the world is, you know, how many tablets we have or or what kind of clothes the flight attendants wear. It's what is it about young kids that that really just stays the same no matter what um, society you're in, whatever uh, time period you're in. Some of it we kind of want to speed up as a culture because, well, we're all modern humans, so let's get those kids all modern um, but really, there's a lot of things about early childhood that just are at that uh, different pace, that evolutionary change pace. Yeah, and and so Heather, um, Lisa Murphy and I recorded an episode of the Child Care Bar and Grill podcast. It's been probably a couple years ago now, where I wanted to play with the idea of of what what early learning was going to look like when the robots took over. Because I mean, we we truly are headed that direction. And I I came across an article just earlier this week that I forwarded to Lisa. It's about in China, how there are are a bunch of preschools that have a a friendly robot uh, that children check in in the morning that's checking them for for, um, checking their health. 
And wow. And so the technology is coming. I mean, artificial intelligence is coming to the classroom and it's probably coming a lot cl- quicker than than some of us would like to see and how that interacts with the fact that children are still essentially the same as children were 10,000 years ago because our brains haven't evolved that much. I mean, just structurally and, and, and how relationships are still the thing and how are we going to re- relate with this AI? And it's, it's kind of, it's kind of off putting to me that we are, we are hurrying in that direction so quickly. Yeah, it depends how the uh, robots are, are programmed. I mean, if you sit down one of these these uh, robots and have them read It's Okay Not to Share and have them programmed that way, well, it could actually be a boon to early childhood because there might be more kids getting their needs met. Well, exactly. <laughs> and the thing is, the, the robots might be able to do a better job than some of the warm bodies we put in the classroom. Um and that that's also that's also a scary thing to me. Maybe I'm just a fear to the future. Uh, but but yeah, and I mean, uh, imagine imagine a technology where there's there's like safety drones hovering over the uh, a playground at, at maybe oh a hundred foot above the above the playground. But when but 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 the the program has evolved to allow riskier play than they used to because that drone is is scheduled to uh, or programmed to uh, to swoop down and soften the landings of kids who fall from higher locations than we want them falling from um those kind of things no maybe that won't happen i don't know i think it would be cool i would like a safety drone hovering above my head sometimes well we already have these safety drones hovering they're called parents at the moment <laughs> I think the I think the actual drone might do a better job than the parent drones, though. Well, the drones might not talk as much. They might not say, "Be careful, be careful." Yeah, they just hurt. swoop in when when they were needed. They wouldn't be there. They wouldn't be there. They would literally be hovering, not doing the the emotional hovering that the parents do. Um, yeah. So, what t- ways do you think you could get some futuristic technology that would help early childhood? Uh, what would you design? Oh my gosh, I, I I would I mean I seriously would like uh like uh playground drones um that that were kind of hovering overhead and 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 maybe maybe clean up drones that would come in. Oh, that would be useful around my house. Yeah, that would be great technology to have. I think there's there's a lot that can be done with technology as far as observation goes, not only of children but of staff. Um uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, then then you get the whole thing. Well, okay, yeah, and those there's where all the uh all the, the hard parts are because you I mean the the metadata you could collect on how well staff do their jobs would be would be delightful and you'd know who to fire and who to give a raise to. And I've got real concerns about uh personal privacy and those kind of things. Yeah. Why, I mean I'm I'm totally weaning myself away from uh from google as i've talked about before and i've i've recently deleted both facebook apps that i used to use from my from my phone so i because of privacy concerns so i mean and i think the technology is fascinating so i don't i don't know what kind of world we're going to be creating but i think it's something that people need to be talking about because otherwise it's just going to be shoved upon us and mm-hmm. then we're not going to have any control over it. 
Yeah, I think as we go forward, and the future is going to be exciting no matter what it is, um, we just need to keep focused on what do kids really need, Uh and does whatever new that's coming enhance that, or does it distract from that? Um, And, you know, some of these things can be great tools that can help, and some of them can get in the way. I mean, if we get too much monitoring, then you have a whole new layer of jobs of people who analyze the the tapes. Well, yeah. (laughs) of everything and um you know fewer people to actually be skilled working with the kids so it's some of the stuff that that is the hardest to do with young children is the stuff that i think it will be uh, more challenging to replace with artificial intelligence and what i mean is dealing with emotions helping the kids cope with their own emotions and dealing with conflict Mm -hmm. you might be able to have a drone that could zoom in when a conflict comes up and help the kids do step by step you know walking them through conflict mediation steps (laughs) the conflict drone (laughs) the conflict drone but you know um maybe but i think that some of the stuff that kids need to learn the most which is things that they do on their own with their own ideas through play and and dealing with their emotions and with conflict. I think those are the ones that actually will be hardest to um, outsource. Yeah. What do you what do you think about about programs that have I mean, there are programs out there that that use this in their marketing that they have um, all their classrooms with uh, with uh, webcams that uh, that parents can access from their from their laptop or, or smartphones, they can look in on a classroom during the day. What do you think about, I mean, that's already in use in a lot of programs. What do you think about that? I think, uh, I, for me, I find that we need to live in our own worlds. If you have your child with you, you need in the same room or in the same vicinity, then you are with that person. And when you are not with them, I think it distracts everybody to look in on somebody else's life. It doesn't help you get your work done so you can be back together again sooner. It distracts. Yeah. Um, even when somebody sends me a picture of this is what your kid's doing, you know, my kid's on a field trip and somebody sends me a, a photo on a, on the phone of, hey, your kid just went to the zoo. And I think, great. Now, what was I trying to do? Yeah, I, doing? I know they're at the zoo. I signed the permission slip so they could go off and do this, but I I don't know if um, I think it helps uh, peck away at our attention. And, yeah. and if we want to be there, if I wanted to be at the zoo, I'd be one of the chaperones. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't sign up to do that, so I, I need you know. Yeah, sometimes I do sign up for these trips, but when I don't, uh-huh. then I need to. So in that same vein, um, I think, though I'm in a big favor of those one-way windows so that you can observe, you know, some classrooms have that where you can observe without being seen because yeah. every parent knows if you're in the classroom and the kid sees you and knows you're there, the dynamics can totally change and you're not going to observe what you're trying to observe. Yeah. Um, so th- that I think is pretty cool, but that's an intentional, we're going to do this now. So if the webcam is done in that way, um, but uh-huh. I don't know, it is a, it's, it's got its drawbacks. It's got this Orwellian yeah. thing to that, that kind of bothers me. And certainly me. the adults in the room need to know that they're being they're filmed. Being, yeah, yeah. So let me throw this one at you before we wrap this up. What do you think about, because some ways, I, I've read some stuff about one of the ways they are training artificial intelligence is is through play and through interaction. And so at some point in the future, um, there may be, quote unquote, baby robots 
attending early learning programs with human children because the robots are being being developed, the AI is being developed to to learn the way that that humans learn by engaging the environment. So what would you think about uh, X many years from now with your, with your grandchildren attending a, a program that's uh, 40% robot or synthetic life forms? Well, I would hope it wouldn't be 40%, but I think if there was one or two of them learning, uh-huh. I just hope that the, the classroom they're learning from is one that actually lets them truly learn and not just being drilled on their flashcards. <laughs> so you don't want the robots going to circle time either or sitting it through a board. <laughs> no, lecture. save the robots from circle time. <laughs> So you're 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 on the uh, the play for for synthetic and uh, actual life forms. Well, because that shows that the goal of what the robots are learning is the goal that the humans share. Yeah. You know yeah. what what the humans program them to do is very telling. So yeah, I I, I would like them to have a a solid <laughs> quality program that that aligns with it's okay not to share ideas rather than not, so that the robots can grow up to help the humans around them. It's okay not to share with robots. That's You're going to have to revise the book at some point. For, yeah, I'll have, uh, to have for a new edition technology. <laughs> in 2000 and whatever. <laughs> so, uh, Any more on this uh, delightful topic? I, I think uh, listeners run with these ideas. Think about them. Um, new things will come our way. New things you know, may get you into some very interesting dinner conversations tonight. So enjoy. There you go. Hey, people, thanks for uh, listening to the show and thanks for sharing it. And I know some of you have been sharing uh, sharing the show with friends and coworkers, but but to uh, to push, uh, you know, our listener numbers, I'd like you to start sharing the uh, the Renegade Rules podcast with just total strangers. You know, if you're if you're on the bus or the train or the the shopping center or wherever you are, and uh, you're you, you know, just stick the earbuds in a stranger's ear and tell them to give it a listen. Um, um, Make sure that person isn't a robot, though. Yeah, 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 and, and get consent. I guess get consent. Don't want to. You don't want to cost anybody with a podcast, and uh, and maybe uh, disinfect your earbuds afterwards, uh, because we want to keep everybody safe and and uh, in good health. Um, can you catch? Uh, is there anything you can catch from sharing earbuds, Heather? I don't know. Um, I'll just be quiet now. This has been the Renegade Rolls podcast. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Well, there we go. There's that one. You had too much fun with that one. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Music by Alexander Shoemaker. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh...